Cut. Oh, fucking cut. Now I'm gonna you go buy, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna go purchase one. That's the problem. This this ain't for me. Well, I was like, you no, know, the background is mom and dad was addicted to crack cocaine. Okay. Right? All praises to the most high. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show where we love to update and uplift black men. Black woman, black teen, black child, black royalty. And today I am joined by another black royalty, my brother and Reginald Clark, the CEO of P3 Financial Group. Reginald, what's up, brother? Man, all is well. Glad to be here. Man, thanks for joining us, man. I know you, man. I know you from Memphis State, man, and from around. But tell the people out there, you know, a little background. Where you from, man? You know, just, just a little bit about yourself. Born and raised in Jackson, Tennessee. That's East Jackson, Tennessee. Um... Came down to Memphis in 1992. Goal was to be here for about four years. Thought I'd leave and ain't left yet. So, uh, but yeah, man, that's what got me to Memphis. And uh, that's what, you know, that's what I've been doing. And you went to the Memphis State University, Memphis you know State, what I'm saying? Started at Memphis State, graduated University of Memphis. Now, now talk about, now t yeah, talk about your background, man, growing up in Jackson. How was it, man? You know, siblings, parents, you know, just talk about that, that, that upbringing. You know what? I had a traditional upbringing for a black family, which means multi-generations in one house. Yes, sir. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to tell you something, though, Doc. I did not, and I, I never say, I don't really have that, what you call that 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 hard luck story. I wouldn't disrespect my mama like that because my mama gave me the baton. All praise. She gave me what she had, and I took the baton and I ran with it. So come from a working family. Everybody in the house worked. You know, my grandparents worked. My mama worked. So um, by by those standards, we did well. Still didn't know we were in the hood, but yeah. by those standards, we did well. Work ethic and education were very important in my house growing up. And so that's what they gave me, man. So I took that, and I, and I built on that, you know. Now, talking about that, because all of us don't have hard luck stories, but sometimes being a black man, black woman in this country, yeah. in this world, is a hard luck story on its own, man. That's so, true. you know, I'm pretty sure there still was some some obstacles and stuff you had to overcome oh, yeah. and all kinds of temptations to kind of make, you know, keep yourself on the right track. Yeah, you know what? And I'm going to tell you, man, when I think back on it, the – Toward, toward my senior year, I, I kind of started hanging with the wrong crowd. Mm -hmm. And when I when I graduated, I graduated actually number 31 in the class of 289, so a pretty good grade. Yeah, yes, sir. But I had no intention of going to school. Well, I had no intention of leaving Jackson. And my mother, I remember, I remember she told me, she told me, she said, look here, I don't care what you do, but you got to get out of my house. <laughs> you know, you, matter of fact, you got to get out of the city. Yeah. So I actually went to college because I needed somewhere to stay. Yeah. I said, well, they got dorm rooms there. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got <laughs> you. know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, it made sense to me. So it was either that or the military. So I look back on that. Um, that's one of the best things my mother did, man. She didn't hold my hand and coddle me. And, like, quite frankly, I see a lot of single moms do because she was a mm -hmm. single mom, especially with their boys. You know, they, they, they ruined their boys and raised their daughters, but my mama didn't do that. She was like, yeah, get up out of here. And just talking about how she instilled on you that hard-working attitude because I'm pretty sure you see that and see her positive attitude and how strong she is. That made you want to do more, you know, and, like, go to college and get that education. Absolutely. My mom went to UT Martin, and uh, so she, you know, kind of had talked about the college thing. So I I saw how hard she worked. And I remember my mom, worked, she worked at Procter & Gamble, and I remember she, they worked shifts. That's a factory. So I can remember sometimes coming home, and she'd be on second shift. She'd be waving by as I'm getting off out of school. So I may go a whole week and just be me and my grandma, grandparents there. And um, and I appreciate it. Even at a young age, I said, man, she's she getting it in. Mm -hmm. But I also knew I didn't want to do that. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? I said, yeah. nah, that, I mean, I did that sometime in the summers, and my feet used to hurt, so hurt too bad. I said, I can't do that, man. So I, I knew I had to do something, but I knew it wasn't going to be that. Now, talking about now, man, you're the CEO, owner of PF, P3 Financial Group now. Bro, I mean, I liked it because it's about money and finances. A lot right. of times in the black community, man, we don't really, you know, we want to see our money, we want to spend it, and we want to see what we spent it on. But before we get to that, what made you get to this point where you wanted to be an owner, you know, of a financial management group? Well, let me tell you. So my senior year at the University of Memphis, I was majoring in finance, and I had a black professor, Floyd Tyler, and um, he casually mentioned one day, he just said, hey, you thought about Because I was on the side of finance where I would have ended up being like at FedEx or somewhere just working in the finance department. And he said, have you considered being a financial advisor? And I was like, what's that? He said, well, you need to check out this internship. And I did. So that, that was just at his, oh, by the way, that's what got me on this path. And I, um, after doing that for about a week or two, I said, this is what I want to do. Because I, I, I saw I could make money helping people make good decisions about their money. And I said, so many, just the little stuff I was learning, I said, man, my people don't know this. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can make a career off of changing people's lives. That's something I want to do. And so that was just him. And he and I have talked about that because he now runs one of the only four black mutual funds in the United States. And I, you know, use his services as well. So he and I, it's kind of come full circle now. So uh, it's just, it, that was a good experience. Now, getting into that, man, just tell me, when you started your business, I'm pretty sure you had some kind of backgrounds, mm -hmm. some of the companies you worked for and how you learned in those companies and in mm -hmm. those environments. So when I really got started, which was in 99, I was uh, with MetLife, all right? And I worked with them for about three years, a little more than three years. And it didn't take me long to realize that whenever I made a recommendation to a client, it had to be their product. They said, okay, you gotta do it like this. And I, I remember one day, my, my, my manager at the time, he saw a brochure that I had created. He was like, what's this for? I said, well, I'm trying to educate my clients as well as you know, advise. He said, no, we don't do that here. Oh, wow. You just need to sell them stuff. And I, I started plotting in. I said, man, this, I, I got to do this for myself, man. And um, so with, you know, <laughs> I will tell you, though, although I had a bold decision, I didn't leave in a bold manner because I wasn't really sure. Yeah. Right? So I, I left, I left, I quit at nighttime when there was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I packed up the, yeah. I packed up the desk after hours. Snuck on out about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, just in case I yeah, wanted to come back yeah, in the Exactly, bro. Change your mind overnight. Like, <laughs> yeah. shit, I got so you. So let me sleep on this thing. Yeah. But, uh, but man, I went. From there, worked out of my townhouse out of Hickory Hill. Uh, meet, met clients at, you know, day spot or Starbucks or hotel, wherever I can meet clients at. Um, about almost a year before I was able to get that very first office and kind of took off from there. Now, what kind of services do you provide, man? Because as I say, I, it's important to have you on here, man, because I know you, man. You're a good brother, man. I mean, you know, you don't meet many good people. You're a good dude, man. And also, in our community, bro, we don't just really know about money, how right. it works. I mean, I ain't gonna, I'm almost 50. I'm still learning how it works. So, you know, just tell me the, the uh, services that you provide and you offer, man, a little bit background, a little definition of okay. what this is. So, working with a financial advisor such as myself, here, here, here's exactly what I do. I start with, okay, what do you, what do you see your, what do you want to take your finances to? Like, like what's, the, what's the end game? Based on that, I see where you are. And I map out, okay, this is where you are, this is where we're going, what is it going to take to get there? So when we talk about what it takes to get there, we're looking at, like, what type of retirement accounts do we need? What type of uh, 
income protection do we need? What type of uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds? But see, the, the, the thing is, though, bro, a lot of people start off right there. Mm -hmm. And that's like going to a doctor. He started off with the prescription. He ain't took no vitals. Yeah, he, gotcha. ain't, he, ain't, he ain't asked you nothing about your family history. Yeah. So that's, that's why I kind of take issue with some of my colleagues. They married to products. But my thing is, find out where people are, where they're trying to go, and let's just match the product to where we're trying to go. Now, you're, you're successful right now, but just tell me, man, start, bro, trying to get people to come up off their money. I understand you work with all races, but, bro, sometimes it's a little hard for, to get us to come up <laughs> off our money, man. I mean, just talk about the struggles of trying to get your business to grow and get people to come up off of their money and trust you right. with their with their loot. Well, it's a, it's a, it definitely was a tough process. I'm going to tell you why. And you mentioned it. It's not cultural for us. Mm -hmm. So... Whereas, like say, let's say I could be at a, se a seminar, financial advisor seminar. They say, okay, this is why you need to do this, this, and this. What I always had to do a second, a second step. I had to educate people to why they should be doing it and then educate them to this is what we need to do. Whereas, you know, my, other, my white counterparts, they could just go right into it because mm -hmm. it's more cultural. But I'm going to tell you, man, being young, because age was a factor back then, um, in the business with um, no, really, no track record, trying to get people to think about putting $50 a month aside, $100 or even more. It, it, was, it was tough, man. It was tough. And I would say this. I do work with people of all races. Yeah. But my, my client base is about, if I had to put a number, 96% black. That's not by design. Yeah. So if it weren't for black people, I wouldn't be in business. All praises. Yes, you know, sir. You know yes, sir. Saying? Yeah. So, um, um, you know, we have become more hip to man, and slowly, but we are becoming more hip to things we can be doing. We're more open now than what we used to be 20 years ago when I started. So, um, you know, I definitely, like I say, my, my business, it is what it is. Do you still remember, I guess, your first client when you first oh, started and you like, okay, I got it. Yes. I mean, how, how, talk about that and how much it encouraged you and oh, where were man. you before you got to that point? Was it ever a point where you was like, man, this here, this, this is, it's, it's kind of tough, bro. Oh, man. I can, uh, so many, I definitely, I still have a good, a very good number of those early clients. But let, 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 let me share one, one, one story with you. I can remember this was when I had my second office in Ridgeway Business Center. And I don't know if I've ever shared this public. I don't know if I have. But um, I met, you know, and I'm going to tell you, you talk about pressure. You're trying to be a financial advisor, but you ain't straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You got to project the image that you straight because yeah, ain't yeah. nobody going to message you if you ain't straight. Yeah. So uh, I remember I had an office over in Ridgeway Business Center. Met with this client. This was my first client that had six figures, all right? And she's taking forever to make a decision. I'm thinking to myself, let's do this. I got to eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I had to wait till she left the office. And we met after hours. She left, and this meeting went on forever. And I had to make sure she was gone. And I kept looking. Yeah, she gone. Because, bro, I had to walk. I didn't have a car. Oh, wow. I had to hump back to Hickory Hill, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um... Every step, though, I was just, and I'm going to tell you, here's what's crazy. At that same time, Merrill Lynch had offered me a staff position with them, paying real good money. Mm -hmm. But that ain't what I wanted. I didn't want to work with them. I, yeah. At that point, I had established I want to do my own thing. And it was tempting. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, I asked her, I said, should I take it? She was like, not if it ain't what you want to do. Yeah. So that was tough, man. I look back on that, and um, I praise God that now I'm able to pay my team, what they were offering me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
But that was a tough time. That was a tough time. I mean, I'm 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 envisioning it because I've been in that situation before, man. When I had to walk from Memphis State all the way to Whitehaven, but I'm envisioning that you sitting in that office. Yeah. You looking at this deal like, man, this this here can really set yes, me up sir. real nice. But then you knowing when you when she gone, you gotta right. walk to yeah, the house, make man. Make sure she gone. Yeah, make sure she gone. <laughs> yeah. Make sure she ain't stop nowhere. Right. I mean, right. but just what was going on through your head, man? Because I know when you walking home, you you probably feeling opti- you feeling optimistic, but at the same time, maybe feeling a little down because you in that situation. But you like, okay, look so, like it's getting better. So many emotions: optimistic, down, pride. Because I could have called anybody, yeah. man. I got so many friends. I yeah. Matter of fact, if, if you if you know where that Best Buy and that Target and all that stuff is over there, it used to be some apartments right there. Yeah, yeah, sure. One of my closest friends live right there. Yeah. I could have walked over his house, but that pride, man. Yeah, yeah, it gets us. Saying? Yeah. Sometimes it can be good. Sometimes yeah. it's not so good, especially with us black men. Yes, but, sir. Um, yeah, so many emotions. But 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 it's but that story and that time in my life has become a source of strength. Mm-hmm. When um, because everything ain't peaches and cream now. I mean, I don't have those issues. But you know, you, and we all have struggles, and I can look back on that and say, well, you remember you got through that. Yeah. You know, so it is what it is. And talk about how, how what, what you think been your biggest obstacle to overcome, man, as you you know go on this track and trailblaze this. This path with, with, with you know with P uh, P three Financial Group. Um, I think the biggest obstacle was has been probably just the learning curve. Again, um, like three years ago, we we opened up in our, in our industry what's called our own registered investment advisory firm, which is a huge step. It's not many black owned, not many of those is black owned, but I didn't really have a track record to run on. So I had a I got a partner, a colleague. He's out in uh, Charlotte. And he was giving much game as he could, uh, brother. Actually, he went to University of Memphis too, but just not having um, it, it. This industry, I it wasn't anybody, it wasn't a lot of people I could just reach out and say, "Man, how you do this? How you do that?" Yeah. So, just kind of piecing it together, learning as you go, uh, while simultaneously having to already look like you there. Yeah. I promise you, in this business, it's just you know, image is everything. Yeah, perception is reality, perception bro. Is reality, yes, sir. Man. So. Um, just having to balance that, man, and you know, just just toughing it out. Now, being a black man, now I can say in your business, just in life, period, mm-hmm. it's tough for us, man. Because me doing what I do is tough, and I try to tell people it don't matter if you black man or black woman, you having some kind of issues and problems yes, in this world, and also trying to make it. Now, I guess any race, you know, because a lot of times, man, we get stereotyped by our own people. They'd yeah, be like, oh, they'll r- rather get their money to somebody else yeah. and trust them with the money than give yeah. it to you, man. I mean, you ain't got to, but I'm pretty sure you've been in those situations, a lot of those situations, oh, and how do you push <laughs> through that, bro? Man, that, boy, I tell you, we could write a book. We might have to cut the camera off. <laughs> <about that. laughs> hey, it's, 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 I feel you, dog. But no, it's, um, you know, his ice is always cold. Um, one of the things that, I, that, that, that we talk about, sometimes I can laugh about it now, it's, I, I remember times when a person who would finally invest their money with me would sweat me every day. And I'd be like, man, did, but did you did you ask the previous guy? Yeah. Every second of the day, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's frustrating. And I'll say this, that actually goes, not just my business, across any, any it seems to be a common thread amongst black businesses, how we, you know, uh, one of one of my mentors, he told me, he said, Reggie, black businesses are just, well, let me say it like this, white businesses are judged by their successes. Black businesses are judged by their failures. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, basically, the black plumber can mess up 
and a person say, well, I ain't doing business with no more black folks. Yeah, yeah. Now, wait a minute, I'm, I'm in finance. Yeah. I ain't going to do with your folks. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what we, that's that's the challenge. That, that's a huge challenge. And it comes from us. Yeah, it does. You know, that comes from us, man. So, uh, but again, the, the, the flip side of that coin, the optimistic side of that coin is, I'm telling you, I get so many clients now that say, man, I would, you know what, I tell you, the biggest, we have, a, we have an accounting division as well. The biggest client we have on that side, this person said, I call companies until I found a black accounting firm. Oh, please. Yeah. So that's the flip side. So things are changing, man. I got I to say that. Now, 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 mm-hmm. now give us the structure of, of your financial group, man. Okay. You're the CEO, man, but what 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 all is up under that umbrella, man? It's like okay. you got a lot of different things yeah. going on. Thanking God. Thank God. You yes, know what sir. I'm saying? Yes, yeah. Sir. So we got, th- so it's really three entities, three separate entities. P3 Financial Group deals with the retirement um, insurance and things, life insurance and disability, and the accounting piece. And my wife and other people, they, they do all She told me stop giving tax advice. So that's what she does. I got you. Go <laughs> and then we got P3 Insurance Group. Mm-hmm. That's deal with the auto and home insurance and renters and stuff like that. And then we got P3 Wealth Management, which is all, the, all three are separate entities. That's why the investing takes place. So um, all together, we can really help a person see the whole picture and get to where they're trying to go. Now, do you have a minimum amount of money people have to come to you with? or I know you ain't got no maximum, but sometimes. No maximum. You know what? Um, it's a very low minimum. And it's not a reflection on our abilities. It's, it's a reflection on our desire to help. Got gotcha. you. Our minimum is just $1,000. You know, and I, I definitely have the, the credentials, the account sizes to, to command a half million and up yeah. as a minimum. Yeah. But I always said I don't want an account minimum that my grandmother, auntie, or my Folks couldn't, couldn't invest yeah. in. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. I've always kept it low like that. Now, talk about your growth, man, from where you started to where you are now. Because I, I see you opening up stuff, man. And I just be sitting back watching from a distance, happy yeah. and proud, man, that you are growing. Because I always love to see us right. doing well, man, right. and surviving in a system that's not designed for us to succeed. You know right. what I'm saying? Just right. talk about just talk about your growth from where you are were and where you are now, man. Man, it's been – I look back. It's 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 been it's been phenomenal. Um, you talk about starting in a in a townhome in Hickory in a Hickory Hill, to now we just bought our own building, um, four thousand I think it's four thousand square foot building I can't remember, but um, you know now we housing all of our people right there in, the, in one spot, um, to where you get to a place, man. If if you stick with any, especially anybody that's listening, if if you if you aspire to do anything. Every business is going to challenge you to see how bad you want it. Mm-hmm. And once the business, whatever it is, sees that, okay, this fool ain't giving up. Yes, sir. Then it's going to reward you. And then you get to a place, you go from surviving to thriving. So now, I, you know, I, I, I praise God for it. I'm at a place now where I can work on the business and not just work in the business. Because mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not constantly putting out fires or constantly worried about it's, how, how we're going to pay this out. You know, so it gives you opportunity to really use your mind. So... That growth, if you hang around long enough and whatever it is you're doing, that growth will reward you to a place where now it, it comes exponentially. You know, your, your trajectory starts like this, but then it just starts to jump. And I remember my mentor, he told me, he said, man, you're going to get to a point, your biggest month's going to start being your lowest months. And he was right. It just happened. 
Well, and, and let the people know, because I know we all of us, a lot of us like to say we'll own business, but don't even know the process. But they also be thinking this is a microwave situation. This is a P, no, P3 Financial Group ain't get here on a microwave situation, oh, man. Just tell them, man, you have to push through. You have to persevere. You have to withstand those dark times because they're going to come. But those dark times are only there to strengthen you. Yes, sir. Man, you said something. Definitely not a microwave process. I, let me tell you this. Give it, starting a business like raising a child. You got to nurture that thing. You know, you watch it take out and crawl and then finally can walk. You think it can run. I remember oh, in 2009, my wife, I think that was the first year. So these years started to get cloudy. Yeah. That was the first year my wife came to work on full time. So at this point, all we got is the business. Well, we, we got ahead of ourselves. We weren't ready for that. We thought we were. We weren't. She had to go back to a job. Let's, let's let the business get a little stronger. Yeah. And then I think it was 2012 or 13. Then she came back again full time because, again, it wasn't ready. So um, one thing I've learned is you let the business dictate the growth. And when it's time to make certain moves, don't just do it because you're ready to do it. Let the business say, okay, you, you, you feel this space, you're ready for a bigger space. You know? and, and, where, and, and where did you go within yourself, man, when there – because I don't think there's ever times you just wanted to quit. But I'm pretty sure there were times you like, man, God, I don't know how, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this. I don't know how we're going to survive. I got a family to take care of, but I got to make it happen, man. How did you make it through those moments? Um, You know, again, I could think of a, a particular story, man, where I, I I was this close to throwing the towel in. Lost I, this is a client. You know, sometimes people don't want to tell you about their loss. They don't yeah. tell you about their wins. But I lost a big client one time um, from Chicago. And one of those times, it was sink or swim. It was, I was on a sink move. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told I told when we met, yeah, we, we, we had just got married. And I said, you know what, I got to find something else. I got to find. I literally, dog, drove around 240, about three loops around the city, just driving, just trying to figure out what my next move yeah. I didn't know. And I was like, you know, I don't really know nothing else to do. So let, yeah. me, let me dust myself off yeah. and, uh, you know, you know, pick up the pieces and uh, just get back at it. But that was a tough time. But it, it, it was just a matter of, um, you know, you're going to hold up a folder. Mm -hmm. Anything you do is going to test you. And um, the rewards are given only to those that, that, that persevere. So just had to keep pushing. See, that's strong black man stuff, man. That's why I wanted you on here, bro, because you're successful. Also help you promote your business. But also let other black men and women out there, man, look, if you want to do something, do it. We're going to face some challenges and some, yes, some obstacles, but we push through. Now, where can people – Find out about your website, Instagram. You know, okay. you're going to say it. You're going to give it to my boy Cassius over there. But I don't know. He's going to put some little graphics up. But okay. tell the people, man, how they can find you, bro. All right. You can find me. The phone number is 901-209-4015. That's 901-209-4015. The website is P3, as P as in Paul, the number three, financialgroup.com. Which, let me say this real quick. The P3 yeah. stands for Plan, Protect, and Prosper. That's what we do. We help you plan out what you want to do. Protect what you have, and we're gonna help you prosper. So P3 Financial Group, um, Instagram is uh, the Money Jedi, and Facebook P3 Financial Group or Reginald Clark, either one. All praises to the Most High. And yes, man. Also, man, you got because you got you got you got the beautiful wife, kids. How many kids you got? Probably. Three, three beautiful daughters. Yeah, I mean, I know you want to you know shout them out enough. Yeah, of course, man, man your, your wife because it's always good to have a good partner, man. I know oh, I done had a good man. same partner since '87, so it's always oh, good man. to have a good partner, okay. bro. Yeah, yeah, man. And that has made all the difference. Yeah. So anything else you want to add, uh, uh, brother? Brother hey, Clark, I just appreciate you inviting me here. I love sharing. Um, man, blessings to you, man, and and 
Wish you well in, 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 in all your endeavors. Appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. That's Reginald Clark, the CEO of P3 Financial Group. That's going to do it for this episode of the Doc Holiday Show, where we love to uplift black men, black women, black teen, black child, black royalty until next week. Cut it. Wow. Cut it. Bye. What you cooking, Bob? Oh,